Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Jo Yang, if you're new here, and we're on to our 17th episode. Yay!、Um, we've talked so much about education, and I realized that I haven't even talked anything about my tutoring experiences. I've done it for ages, there's a lot of stuff I just don't get. I think tutors are sort of like the bystanders to the education system.、Um, yeah, a lot of thoughts to unpack, so let's jump straight into it. Hey guys, so I've been tutoring since 2016, a long time now, and I have taught so many students with different subjects from English to, to maths. Maths, okay, only up until year 10. Honestly, parabolas just, they still trigger me. I, I mean, is it normal for them to be in your nightmares <laughs> occasionally? I don't know, I'll get that checked out.、Uh, bio, biology, health, PE. So a huge range, and that's really gotten me like, used to the teaching aspect of things, but also to suss out what's completely wrong with the system. Uh, which is very useful for this podcast. And yeah, I, I love, I absolutely love tutoring, but there are just so many issues. And I'm going to base it off my tutoring with high school students. And most of them are in VCE. For those of you who don't know, VCE is the equivalent of whatever year 12 exam that you have in your country or state. So I have again split these up into different. Different themes, and I want to just expand on them. The first being the idea of relevance. So, I've been pretty frustrated as a tutor because I have found myself saying these two phrases quite often. So, if a student says to me, you know, I, I don't even get why we're learning this, why is this important? And I, <laughs> one of the phrases I've said a lot is, you know what, to be honest, you don't even need to know this stuff. For the future, it's literally just for this test. And that, you know, like. The winner of the Global Teacher Prize is. My, <laughs> me as a tutor, I'm supposed to be helping them with their work, but oftentimes I cannot even see the relevance of why they are studying this because since I've graduated, I've never had to apply what they've learned and what I've learned. And I don't mean here that if it's irrelevant to me, then it will be irrelevant to everyone, because obviously that's not true. But because I know these students, I've tutored them, I know what interests they have and what path they want to take, yes, <laughs> it will be largely irrelevant for them too, because that's just not what they're after. So that's the first statement I find myself saying a lot. And the second is a student will say, Oh, I'm not good at this, or I'm, I don't understand. I'm like, Okay, that's okay. Let's just take a breath. Like, you don't understand a specific side of insert subject, so chemistry. You don't understand this specific type of chemistry, the way it was taught, the way you're approaching it. But that doesn't mean that you're not good at chemistry. I said this a lot because the way they structure the curriculum is in such a specific way that it, it doesn't represent the whole idea of the subject. You know, so. And what I've realized is because of the specificity, it's actually more like we're memorizing formulas instead of actual learning. You know, the, for example, English. There's a formula with how you write an essay. You start with the introduction, introducing the three points, three or four points that you're going to talk about in your essay. 
Then you've got three body paragraphs, each with their own teal structure, so topic. Uh, I should know this because I tutor English. Topic, example, explanation, and linking. Linking to why it's important to the essay topic. So three paragraphs. Three paragraphs if you're feeling good, four if you're extra, and two if you don't give a shit, and then the conclusion. And for me, my story with VC English was I could never do a good conclusion. For me, I just didn't see the point because my three paragraphs explained it all. Why do I have to do a, you know, an ultimately... Honestly, this was the biggest hack. I made sure that I included ultimately in every single essay I wrote because it made me sound like a badass. So linking back to my tutoring, I got frustrated. I, I just didn't like how I was ultimately teaching them. Ultimately. I was in an English cohort, uh, English tutoring cohort and we were tutoring year 12 students and doing this presentation. And I felt very conflicted because we, some, some tutors explicitly said, you'll be okay, like, you'll be fine, just follow this formula of how to write this essay or this paragraph and you'll be all good. And I didn't like it because we were teaching them a very specific way of writing that wasn't natural to them. It was just, again, follow the rules and you'll be good. Instead of discover what you feel comfortable writing and then go on from there. So I already, I, I felt some conflict there. And using this formula idea for science. So English has your formula for essays, but science, you still, for short answer especially, you need to answer in the way that your examiners want you to answer. So if you don't phrase it in a certain way or use particular buzzwords, like particular keywords, then you won't get the mark, even if in your head you have it. Like, it doesn't matter because you haven't said it in the way they want you to say it. All of this, I, I mentioned in um, my YouTube video called What is School For?, I'll link it. And it's talking about how in chemistry, in VC chemistry, my chemistry teacher gave us a very useful phrase. Um, and she said, basically, copy this, um, use this in context with the question, and they will give you the mark. And so it was useful, but it also just taught me how to follow something without thinking or analyzing it. To link all of this together, it's essentially just teaching us how to do an exam. It's not teaching us how to think critically. It's not teaching us... Uh, it's not teaching us, full stop. And the idea is that doing an exam is a skill in itself. So what we've got is a whole school curriculum dedicated to getting that ATAL mark or a year 12 mark or some sort of uni mark. And the whole purpose of what we're learning is to lead to academic work and research work. So obviously not for everyone. The foundation of what we learn in school, what we, the material that we learn in class, should not be already custom to like some sort of exam. So I really hope that we would just learn the foundational, fundamental things 
and then apply it, right? So after we know all the material, then we start learning about the phrases that VC wants and how to apply it to different situations. Because otherwise, the only thing that we learn is structured towards one particular exam. And I, I don't think that's useful. So you can think of it like a pyramid where the bottom is the foundational stuff that can be applied to literally any situation. And then you get higher and it's decorative and you've got something dedicated specifically to um, an exam that you have to do. And to be honest, that decorative stuff could be introduced in like year 11 or something quite later on. For example, writing. So if we're going to write we need to have the foundations of writing, which means, you know, how to use references of things that you've seen, how to write a sentence nicely. <laughs> I, I don't know what how to explain it. Like, how to write fluidly, how to make it appealing to the readers, and, you know, just trying to have basic English writing skills. After you've mastered that or after you become comfortable with it, then start writing for academic writing, which is what we learn. So, intro bodies conclusion or then you can start applying it to blog posts cut out the intro you don't need it just go straight into a body paragraph and make it exciting for the reader a foundational knowledge of writing that you can then apply to these different situations so the thing that i've found is that with these formulas with these specific ways of learning the actual thing that we need is not here which is the curiosity and passion for learning. It's as if schools just drained it from us and now we're just, you know, robots that regurgitate things for an exam and then that's it. We've turned learning into something that you have to do. Follow this formula, whatever, you'll be good and you'll be set for the exam. So this leads into the topic of burnout. As a tutor, I have seen so many students, especially if they're in year 12, they just end up burning out mid-year onwards. They're done. They just want to get it over and done with and then not touch these subjects again, which is very sad. And that's exactly how I was. So burnout. I, I wonder why. I mean, it couldn't be that you've got six subjects to balance and, you know, go to class for the whole day and then go home and then study, more, you, you know, like, <laughs> um. So all I see are burnt out students. They are tired. And what ends up happening is that burnout prevents curiosity from, from developing. If you're burnt out, you don't give a shit about anything. You're just in survival mode. You want to get through it. You want to get it done and move on. So I think what we've learned is to just deal with school and we've we've just been pavloved also to associate school with something that you have to do again that's really unfortunate because we spend our whole day there so they do their work then it's done and they forget it do their work forget do their work forget and I've had so many situations where I've referenced to a student like oh yeah early in the year yeah we we went over this and they're like did we? <laughs> so if it's for like a plot of a a plot of a book that they were reading, they had to analyze. They can't retrieve what they've learned because they've totally forgotten it. And I don't blame them because first of all, they have a lot of stuff to balance. But also, if the information that they're learning is not practical or useful or relevant for their life, then they're just gonna forget because it plays no role in their life right now. So what's the point 
of retaining it. So obviously, your brain, first of all, is not going to bother going from short-term to long-term memory. It's just going to cut everything out if it's not useful. So why don't we, in class, give the students more time to just pause and to reflect? Because if they're burnt out, you want them to at least have a stable well-being, whether it's mental or physical, and get them to reflect over what they've learnt. Just takes short, I don't even know, like 10 minutes every every fortnight just to remember what they've done. And another thing, burnt out teachers. Uh yeah, so this is a this is a big problem and even though I'm not a teacher yet, as a tutor, I have already felt burnt out because there is a conflict between values. The values of, I want these students to actually have fun learning. And then the values of, I want to people please. And I don't want to like fuck up the system and not abide by the curriculum because I also have a job to do. And I'm most likely will get fired if I don't teach the students what is necessary for the exam. So there is a huge conflict. And I, I just hate it when I have to say, oh, it's not actually relevant, but you need to know it for the exam. So unless if the teachers have more freedom and autonomy to teach the students what they want to learn, which in turn makes them feel good because they're actually doing something useful, then we just get burnt out teachers. And unfortunately, that's what happens. We start off, you know, wanting to make education fun, and then we just end up abiding by the system. So this is like a clear reminder for myself to not get into that mentality when I start teaching. Yeah, fun fact. So if you don't know already, I'm actually doing a teaching degree next year. Um, I, I will keep doing this podcast. It will be a challenge, but I am very excited. As a tutor, I don't know how many times a question that a student has had was solved in a quick Google search, like ridiculously quick. It was, oh, I don't understand this topic and I'm having trouble with it in class. And then I'm like, okay. So I just Google it. And there is a perfect document that just explains everything that they're having trouble with. And I'm like, all you need to do is Google. That's it. But you know why we don't do it? Like for me in school and for the students that I tutor is that we're sort of sick of it. <laughs> like we don't want to do extra work for something because, okay, I, I think this splits into two things. First is that, yeah, we can't be bothered. We're burnt out. We have so much on our plate that we don't even think about doing more and taking initiative. Second, we get everything given to us by our teachers. You know, if we're, if we're lucky, our teachers will go above and beyond, give us resources, give us booklets, stay back in class to help us. So we are given so much that we're not expected to take initiative anymore. And this also has happened in tutoring sessions where I, I'm i a very anti-advocate for spoon feeding and just giving them the answers. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty harsh tutor, but it's because I want them to think for themselves. I don't want to give them all the information. So often, if we're going over a topic, I will just look at them and be like, okay, can you explain what you know? Often, not much. So then I say, okay, can you Google for me or search up in your resources um, how to answer this without me prompting them at all? And soon enough, you find that even though it's uncomfortable for them, they end up doing it anyway. And, uh, oh yeah, another thing is, when I'm helping the students and I put them on the spot, so I say like, okay, what do you think? They're, they're just like, um, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. And it's always like that. I don't know. 
And yeah, they, they, they really hate being put on the spot and I can, I can relate, but being put on the spot, I think is one of the best skills you can have because you don't know all the information and no one's expecting you to know all the information. But if you can make an educated guess, at least from what you know already, and just say, and be confident and say, I'm not completely sure. However, from what I know, this is what I've concluded. That is such a powerful skill and we're not really um, teaching that. So I think a solution also is to get students before even teaching them theory, just getting them to explain what they know already and and getting them to do their own research before you start giving them information. So it's almost like a reversal. Get them to study first and then you help fill in the blanks and you help um, cement that underlying knowledge. And it also does help if the topic that they're studying for is something that they're interested in. Uh, that's That's always a win. I have no idea why. <laughs> And the last thing that I want to end on is personalization in class and the idea of pace. And for a lot of my students, I just see so many gaps in their knowledge because for some reason, you know, like the class needs to move on. So they they really understand one thing, but they are so shaky on another thing. And it's really hard to manage as a student because you have so many things to do already that you don't really have the time to focus on your weaknesses or your foundation. Even though if you focus most on your foundation, then everything else will fall into place. So Sal Khan, and yes, Khan, Khan Academy. So he's like the majestic voice that you hear in the physics videos. And he had a TED talk and he talked about the issue with depersonalization in class, meaning that everyone just moves at one pace and that leads to shaky foundations. So say if one student, they get like a 70% in class. I mean, cool. But they also have 30% of shit that they don't know and the class has to move on. They don't really have time to revise what they don't understand. Going back to that learn, forget, learn, forget. So the next year, you've already got 30% that you're lacking. So say you get another 70%, that's another 30% that you don't know. And over time, you you just have such a shaky knowledge of like a basic understanding of things that over time, you just hit a wall and everything comes crashing down because you don't understand the basics of the basics. And he really interestingly, he relates this to building a house and this is what he says. So we bring in the contractor, say, told we have two weeks to build a foundation, do what you can. <laughs> so they, they do what they can, maybe it rains, maybe some of the supplies don't show up, and the two weeks later the inspector comes, looks around, says, okay, the concrete's still wet right over there, that part's not quite up to code, I'll give it an 80%. Say, great, that's a C, let's build the first floor. And so if we have, you know, a, a building that has a shitty first floor or bottom level floor and you just try and build stuff on top, like, of course, it's just going to topple over after time. It just doesn't make sense. So we've got to fill in those gaps of knowledge first before we move on. But of course, that's not possible because school moves at a steady pace that's not personalized to anyone. 
So like I've had a lot of students when we're covering a particular topic, we end up realizing that they have so much basic stuff that they don't understand, which means that they obviously don't understand this major topic that they're learning in year 12. Because in year nine, they never revisited this important concept. So say if you're doing biology and you're learning like the digestion or health and you're learning the digestion in the human body, but you don't know your basics of enzymes. You don't know the basics of even the anatomy. Like you might be rusty on the anatomy. So of course you're going to have trouble with this major topic, couple with burnout, couple with prioritizing other subjects, and you'll just feel stressed. And this is the most dangerous thing. You may associate yourself as not a good student or not that this subject is not for you. I think that's the most dangerous thing that you can conclude. So if anything, how to solve this is to have sessions, sessions dedicated for these students to just reflect on what they don't understand and sort of the teachers helping them to say, okay, well, if you don't understand this, then we have all these like branching sections which you need to revise. Like, have a look at these things. What don't you understand? What do you understand? And let's personalize in this session to you and only you. And so you might have like 20 students doing exactly what they're weakest at and and go on from there. So I think, yeah, that, that's all my <laughs> ranting and frustrations for tutoring because overall, like, I, I love tutoring. I love seeing the students, like, struggle. And then I love giving them the mentoring advice, like, you know what? You can't do it right now, but that doesn't mean like you can always learn. You're always learning. You're always improving. Compare yourself to even a semester ago and you'll be shocked by how much you know. So I really love that aspect, but I hate, I hate the aspect of trying to please the system because, and, and abiding by the curriculum because it doesn't work. You have students who don't like what they're learning. It's not relevant to them. You've got burnt out teachers, burnt out students. You've got an, uh, like a person complaining about it. So, or like many people complaining, but someone who's dedicated a podcast to it. So yeah, there's just a lot of issues that I see. And right now I'm writing an ebook about this topic, about what issues that we have with education. And I'm compiling all these short um, images, stories, whatever, into this one little ebook. It will come soon. I'm hoping that it'll be here by end of no, mid next month, like mid November, I'm hoping that it will be done. And then you guys can just see for yourself, like what, what are my views on education and what do we need to improve? And yeah, that's it for this week. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for sticking around. So if you have any advice, any questions, any feedback, please contact because I love talking to you guys. So it's itsjjyang at gmail.com. Everything's in the description and I'll see you next week. Bye.